footsteps behind you as you enter the woods. Night draws back its cape. Light illumines your path. Open your eyes. Listen. Welcome to Dark Softly Tales. Dark stories for dark hearts. I'm Mav Sky. Good evening and welcome to your nightmares and another episode of Dark Softly Tales. I'm Mav, your storyteller for the evening, and tonight's tale is part two of Mantra. Were you creeped out by last night's episode? Tweet me on Twitter at Dark Softly Tales and let me know how you got to sleep because I know I sure didn't. Dead, alive, dreaming. Our protagonist has so many questions, but this is the one the voice in her head demands. I know that I've had many dreams where I thought my life was a dream and that the dream I was within was the reality. There have also been circumstances in my life where I felt this sense of unreality that I didn't exist at all, like a ghost. I wonder how often others feel this way or think of this. I enjoy writing characters with a dreamy sense of reality, but when it takes a darker turn, well, let's just say things get chilling. The falcon and the serpent are often symbols that are reoccurring to me. I could tell you a million things that come to my head with these two symbols, but the most obvious are the Egyptian symbols. Ra was symbolized with the head of a falcon, often with a crown that had a cobra, which represented his wife, Wajit. The cobra represented sovereignty, and wearing it upon your crown helped ward off evil, the same way we might wear an evil eye charm to ward off the evil eye. So in this instance, the symbology of the falcon and the serpent are harmonious in their nature, but it is often quite the opposite. Throughout time, and even in nature, the falcon and the serpent are arch enemies. Here in the Pacific Northwest, it's a normal thing to see eagles swoop out of the sky and snatch up one of those giant gardener snakes that we have here on the coast. But I want to swing you all the way from nature into another direction. You've all heard of lizard people, right? If not, let me fill you in. There's a belief that there are reptilian people that live underground in tunnels. Supposedly, they came from a faraway galaxy, and they can influence humanity by taking on our forms and shifting consciousness. If you can follow me there, then let's go further. There is also the belief in, and I hope I pronounce this right, the Carrions. The Carrions are a race of bird people who originated from Orion's Belt. But in my very interesting studies, I have read that there has been this ancient war between the Reptilians and the Carrions for centuries. And if you take a dive into ancient cultures, you will find pictures and symbols of bird and reptilian-like people warring. It's pretty funky stuff. As a fiction writer, it is not my job to judge these kinds of stories and question what is real or not real. 
what it is my job to do is ask how these images, stories, myths, cultures symbolize or take form in our overall human consciousness. So if we can come all the way back to my story mantra, there is a confrontation of two very strong-willed women whose primal, raw instincts are being called upon. It only makes sense that one is serpent and one is bird. They are calling upon powers they don't consciously know of, but simply accept. The images felt right. They felt like truth. And I think you'll agree. One can ask the question, do carrions and reptilians really exist? And my answer to you is yes, they exist inside of me and they exist inside of you. They exist inside all of us. We all on this planet breathe together. Ancient images and symbology take on meanings that we don't entirely understand, but our DNA gets it. Our tribal roots recognize it. And when you feel that little shiver down your spine of familiarity, that is the beast inside of you acknowledging what it knows to be true and real. I think you'll find that Rhiannon does indeed find an answer to the question being asked. Take a deep breath and ask yourself the question. Dead, alive, or dreamy? Take my hand and hang on tight as we journey into the dark softly. The worms crawled. They writhed. They asked questions like the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost does not ask questions. She whispered. Are you dead? They asked. Daddy's dead. The Holy Ghost told him to do it. A wiggle in his soul. Are you alive? They asked. Yes. Yes, of course I'm alive. I'm going to make the sale. She touched the satchel of fingernails. Are you dreaming? They asked. Shut up, shut up. The doorbell rang insistently. Rhiannon closed the closet and leapt down the stairs. I told you to call me. She unlocked the door and flung it open. A little old woman adorned in a paisley dress stood on the porch. Her body was bony, face pointy and beaked like a bird's. Gray eyes magnified by glasses that took up half her face said who she was before she even spoke. When the old bird opened her beak, the draw confirmed everything. Daddy, I want to see my pumpkin pie cake. The worms writhed. They screamed. Rhiannon grabbed her head. I'm Daddy's ma. And I demand to see my dairy. Ma squeezed past Rhiannon and marched into the kitchen. Rhiannon closed the door. Wait, hold up, Ma. Dairy isn't here anymore. We broke up last week. The worms moved to the back of Rhiannon's head, slowly, 
eating, munching, asking questions. I don't believe you. My son would have called me. Rhiannon rushed after Ma around the kitchen. As they passed by the knives, she drew the butcher knife from the block. Ma marched through the living room. Rhiannon followed her. Don't you see, Ma? We weren't getting along anymore. He wasn't happy here, so we left. Ma stopped and turned. Rhiannon hid the knife behind her back. Ma held up her nose and pushed her glasses back, inspecting Rhiannon's face. Why did he go then? Texas. Why, Texas? Tears streamed from Rhiannon's eyes. The worms screamed in her skull. Dead? Living? Dream? I don't know, she shouted back at them, then looked at Ma. Ma waited patiently for an answer. Um, I, he, met someone, Rhiannon said. Ma squinted her beady gray eyes. I don't believe you. She turned and headed toward the stairs. Stop, please stop, Rhiannon whispered. They all asked at the same time in their own needy voices. She wanted to bang her head against the wall. She needed to make the sale to prove it to them. Then they'd be quiet. Prove it. Prove it. Prove it, demanded the worms. Ma grabbed a shirt off the hanger and approached Rhiannon. Lar, you bitch! Tell me where my son is or I swear I'll... Rhiannon opened her own closet doors, pushed Ma in, and shut them. She sank back against the doors and let her head rest against her knees. There was a delicious pause. Rihanna tried to think, think, think. And then Ma's voice started as a whisper, building to a high-pitched crescendo scream a heavy metal band could never even hope to reach. They're dead! They're dead in here! They're dead! They're dead in here! They're dead! They're dead in here! They're dead! They're dead! They're dead! Rhiannon glanced around the room and eyeballed her window. She leapt to the blinds, cut the cord with the butcher's knife, and jumped back to the closet doors. Just as Rhiannon wrapped the cord over and around the doorknobs, securing them, Ma tried to open the doors, then pounded her fist against them. Heads or tails, make some cells, Rhiannon said. Let me out! Oh, oh, please let me out. And then, just so Rhiannon knew for sure, Ma said, They're dead in here! Rhiannon marched up and down the room with a butcher knife as the old woman screamed. The worms crawled in her mind, up and down, in and out, as if she was dead already. How did that old child's rhyme go? The worms crawl in, the worms crawl out, the worms play pinnacle on your snout. Dead? Alive? Dreaming?
A nightmare. A horrible nightmare like in Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. She's stuck in the closet, screaming, They're dead! They're dead in here! Prove it. Rhiannon whispered to herself, Prove it, prove it, prove it, prove it! An idea came, a way to prove that she was dead, alive, or dreaming. She carved it out on the bedroom wall with a butcher's knife as she repeated her mantra, her little rhyme. One, two, three. Nails and teeth go beneath. Hair and gums unbecomes. Legs and fingers let them linger. Heads and tails flip for sails. Calmer, Rhiannon went downstairs, out the patio door to the Yardman 2000 shed, grabbed the fillet knife, ran back inside, upstairs, and opened the door. Ma was still screaming, They're dead! They're dead in here! She held two heads by their hair. You've got dairy and, uh, oh, Mrs. Duper, Rhiannon said with a bit of surprise as she reached in and pulled Ma out. I was busier than I thought. Ma shook and shivered. Rhiannon grabbed the heads from her hands and tossed them back into the closet. Briefly, she saw the writing on the wall, and this assured her what must be done. Rhiannon held the butcher's knife to her throat. You need to pull yourself together, Ma. Do you feel a wiggle in your soul? Ma cried and shook her head. Damn it, Ma. Look for it. Look for that wiggle. This is a matter of life and death and dreaming. Do you feel the wiggle in your soul? Ma's beady eyes grew wide. Her glasses fell lopsided. She gulped and nodded. Good. That's the Holy Ghost, and you've got to do what the Holy Ghost says. The worms screamed in Rhiannon's head. We never met, but your son and I were together for many years, and I think it's time to get personal. He's dead, as you found out. Ma let out a wail. Her legs gave out. Her paisley dress fluttered. Rhiannon caught her being careful not to cut her with the knives, and pushed her up against the wall. But you can still live. Do you want to live, Ma? Rhiannon had already missed her sales meeting, but she had this one last chance to make a pitch, to make the sale. There's something you need to do. She put the fillet knife in Ma's hand. Ma whimpered and dropped the knife. A wet stain streaked her dress. No, no, no. It's time for courage, Ma. Courage. Now, I need to find out if I'm dead, alive, or dreaming. There's this poem I made up a long time ago when the Holy Ghost told my daddy to kill himself. I thought it was like a rhyme or a mantra, but I had it all wrong. The worms inside my head, they helped me realize the words are instructions. I want you to do as I say, and when you're all done, I need you to flip my heads and tails before dialing 911, because that makes the sale. Ma shivered. 
and hippo tears streamed from her eyes. She wasn't going to do it. The worms laughed at Rhiannon. You'll never know, they said. You'll never know. Rhiannon went for the kill. I gagged your son in front of the TV, Ma. He was going to leave me, and I couldn't let him do that. I filleted him and sawed him up into tiny little pieces while he was alive and preserved the best parts. You found them in the closet there. His head? You were holding your pumpkin pie cake's head, bitch. Ma glanced at the closet. When she turned back to Rhiannon, her gray eyes were stone. She nodded just once, then removed her glasses and tossed them to the carpet. Her small, birdish body assumed a warrior's stance. When Rhiannon offered her the knife the second time, Ma took it in hand. Rhiannon smiled. She had won. She made the pitch and sealed the deal. There's a little killer in us all, ain't there, Ma? Sweat dripped down Rhiannon's forehead. Mascara streaked like evil down her cheeks. Worms squirmed in her skull like death. They should have stopped by now. They always stopped after the pitch. Rhiannon wanted to end this nightmare, this life, this death, whatever this was or was not. Now do only as I say, Ma. No fast moves or stabs, only as I say. Ma was shifty, unafraid. The worms crawled. Rhiannon didn't trust Ma. She clutched her butcher knife in her own hands, ready to thrust if she needed to. Ma's face had turned hawk, predatory. Her arms opened wide, ready to strike. Rhiannon wished she could write the game plan out for Ma. One, two, three. Nails and teeth go beneath. First, the nails and teeth, obviously. It would be painful, but it was the only way to know if she was truly dead, alive, or dreaming, as the worms taunted her. The nails and teeth had to be put underneath the old hat box in the closet. Rhiannon smiled and patted the satchel of fingernails still sitting in her vest. Next thing would be the hair and gums. Both of those unbecomes. Therefore, needed to be buried in the garden, or if Ma wished, could be burned in the wood stove. She'd offer the choice to Ma. The problem with this game plan was that everything had to go according to instruction, according to the rhyme. Ma, you must follow my instructions exactly. Do you understand? Ma nodded yes. Liar! The old bird lies, the worms cried. To the right of Ma's shoulder hung the mosaic mirror. Rhiannon saw herself in it. She was slender with green feline eyes and pointed teeth. Poisonous. Both women faced each other, Hawk and Snake. Dare, said Hawk. Snake hissed. One, two, Three, nails and teeth. The bird's beady eyes twitched. Her talons swung out. The snake struck faster. 
They stabbed each other at the same time. Rhiannon's butcher knife sank in Ma deeply, as Ma's fillet knife did in Rhiannon. There would be no fingernail filleting or gums slicing. Not this time. Rhiannon tried to keep calm, waiting for the dream to end, life to begin, or death to arrive. She heard Ma gasping for breath, gurgling Derry's name over and over. That was her mantra. Rhiannon had hers. The worms slowed. Darkness seeped in like a wiggle in her soul. Jesus loved her. Rhiannon whispered the Holy Ghost a lullaby. One, two, three. Nails and teeth go beneath hair and gums unbecomes legs and fingers let them linger heads and tails flip for sails who likes dark stories people who have experienced a touch of the dark side people who are a little wiser to the world People who like their bones chilled and their spines tingled. People like you and me. It's hard to find a story these days that write on the dark side with a touch of whimsy, humor, and heart. Mavsky spreads her dark wings and solves this problem for you. Head on over to Amazon and type Mavsky's name into the search engine. M-A-V-S-K-Y-E. At Amazon, you'll find her Tales to Chill Your Bones series, Girl Clown Hatchet series, Supergirl series, her cult classic novel, Wanted Single Rails, and, of course, her brand new release, Cold Hangs the Midnight. Choose your dark flavor and head on over to Amazon today.